0: You know, one of the things that I get asked to do a lot by professional teams, by sporting organisations, by clubs and by coaches, is to come in and help them build a successful sporting culture. To come in and help them build some sort of an environment where every athlete, where their coaching team, where their staff, where there's a culture and an environment where success is going to be highly likely and even inevitable. A lot of people talk about culture, but I believe that culture can be simplified this way. Culture is very simply what you do. Culture is what you do. I see everywhere I go, even when I'm working in the corporate world. People talking about their mission statement and talking about their team values or their organizational attitude. There's posters and there's stickers and there's signs all over their organization talking about their words and their mission statement and what they're going to do. They talk about the things that they're going to do and how their business is going to be identified that the trademark of the business will be all about these words, these phrases, and these terms. And time and time again, I see organizations in the corporate world and in the sporting world have a lot of money invested in their themes and their mission statements and the things that they say they're going to do, but nothing actually changes. And they're not doing anything wrong. They're doing what everybody else does. They do what you're supposed to do if you like. It's business management 101. Come into an organisation as a new leader, as a CEO, as a board member, and make a statement about what you're going to do. Put in place a mission statement. Have a vision and have a set of values that will underpin the future success of your organisation. And over and over again, I see people and organisations with wonderful mission statements, with outstanding vision for what they're going to do, but nothing actually changes. So I thought on today's Sports Thoughts, I'll talk about how I approach those situations and how you can, by applying what I'm about to teach you through today's podcast, how you can apply some very simple practices and processes and build that culture that you would like to see in your club and your organisation. First of all, your culture is what you do. It's not what you think. It's not what you believe. It's not what you say. It's not based on wishes and hopes and dreams. Culture is what you do. Quite often, when I walk into a sporting organisation, coaches or the CEO or a member of the executive team will say, Wayne, we are all about values, a value like honesty or integrity or humility or courage or discipline or hard work. We're all about a set of values and they'll quite often have them up on their wall, they'll have them on their letterheads, they have them displayed in their reception area. Players and athletes might even have them on their shirts and they'll say, we're a very values-based organisation and these are the values that we believe in, these are the values that... We have committed to as a group, these are the values that underpin our success. And I will then go and sit and watch the team train or prepare or watch them in the gym or watch them doing things. And as I'm sitting there and watching them do, as I'm watching them actually do and do the things that they do day to day training, practice, preparation, playing. In the back of my mind, I'll be thinking about those values that they told me were so important to them, those values that they believe will underpin the success of the organisation. And I sit there and I look for those values. I try to see those values. I try to maybe even measure those values. I sit there and I wait to see those values being lived in what they're actually doing. Recently, I was working with a basketball team, and they had a new set of values. They had a terrible season the season before, and they had a new season, a new set of values, a new vision of how they were going to turn it around. And the coach very proudly said, Wayne, I want you to come down and watch our training session, have a look at how we're going to turn things around this year. And as I walked in, they gave me a piece of paper and said, these are our new values. And the first one on the list was professionalism. So I sat there and I waited and I watched to see professionalism in action. Did I see professionalism, for example, in the way that they arrived at training? Could I see professionalism in the way that they prepared to practice? Could I detect, could I measure, is there any way that I could actually see professionalism in action during their practice and could I see professionalism as they cooled down at the end of training the coach came over and he was all excited and he said Wayne what did you think of our practice and I said coach your values have no value your values have no value and he was stunned And he said, why would you say that? And I said, because I can't see them. I can't see professionalism in the way that your athletes are arriving and preparing to practice. I didn't see professionalism displayed throughout the practice and I certainly couldn't see it at the end. So your values have no value. They have no worth because unless your players are living The values that you believe in, unless the values are coming to life through their behaviours, in everything they do, your values have no value. The coach was noticeably upset and said, tell me what you mean. I said, well, professionalism. What I would expect to see when you have declared that professionalism is an underpinning value that you prize in this organization, what I would expect to see when your players arrive to prepare for practice would be some of them, if not all of them, would turn up wearing the team practice gear. Some of them didn't have the right color pants, they didn't have the right shoes, they didn't have the right socks until you reminded them about what they needed to be wearing, and some of them begrudgingly changed in their actual practice gear. Secondly, I would have expected that some of the athletes, particularly those with injuries, would have turned up early and would have spent more time preparing, maybe strapping, loosening up, doing their prehab work and getting ready to practice for their full potential. But I didn't see any of that. I might have expected to see athletes turning up and checking their equipment or stretching or doing additional practice with each other, but I didn't see any of that. And so even before you started training today, Coach, I didn't see any evidence. I didn't see actions. I didn't see behaviours that screamed at me, this is a professional outfit, this group lives professionalism they are living the value of being professional and nothing changes if nothing changes so I suspect as I said to the coach I suspect that your season will be exactly the same as it was last year because nothing changes if nothing changes so the question then is how do you go about a process of putting in place a culture, remembering that your culture is what you do. One of the methods that I've found to be very effective works a little like this. First of all, invite all the stakeholders, the coaches, the staff, the management, the leaders, and of course, the athletes, to come in together and talk about the values that they believe in. Now, many, many clubs, many coaches, many people have been through this process, but this part is only the first step, that getting everyone in a room, pulling people together and talking about what values, what are our trademark, what are our words, what are our themes, talking about those things is only, only the first step in the culture change and culture development process. The second step is to be very clear in defining what those words, what those terms and phrases and themes actually mean to the people in the room. And one of the things that I strongly believe in is that the culture of a sporting team has to be consistent across every member of that team. Quite often I find that the players and maybe the coaching staff are operating under one set of values, one theme, one vision, one mission statement, and the staff and the management and everybody else is operating under a completely different set of values and themes and models and vision They're working completely different ways and it doesn't work. People all have to be working consistently, believing and pursuing and living the same set of values, everyone heading in the same direction, the same way at the same rate. That's the way the great cultures come together and the way the great cultures work. So we've gone through our first step. We've had people brainstorming and there's many, many ways you can come up with that where people have come up with their words and their themes and their ideas and the underpinning values that will help them to be successful and to grow and sustain a winning culture. The second step is to go through what does it actually mean? What do those words mean? How would I define those for everybody no matter what their role might be? So if we go back to our value of professionalism, what does professionalism look like for a player, for a coach, for a physiologist, for a physical therapist, for the doctor, for the team manager, for the marketing team, for the massage therapist? What does professionalism look like for everybody who has a role associated with that organisation and who is part of that culture? The third step, once we've gone through what are our values, What do they mean? What do they define as the third step and the most, the most important step and the step that most people just ignore or are not aware of or choose not to do is this. What are the behaviours that will bring those values to life in what we do every day? Now, if I'm working with a football team, the four situations Where I want to see the values lived, where I want to see the culture change, where I want to see the culture, all it can be are game-specific training. So I want to see their values come to life through the behaviours that they do, the things that they do when they're doing game-specific training, on-the-field training in football, on-the-field training in rugby, in the pool training in swimming, on-the-court training in tennis. What are the behaviours, what will they do to bring the team values to life during on-the-field sports-specific training? Secondly, What will they do? What are the behaviours? How will they bring that value, those values to life when they're doing non-sport specific training? So what will they do in the gym? What will they do when they're doing their own training? What will they do when they're doing additional skills practices? So what will they do during sports specific training and how will they bring their values to life? What are the actual behaviours when they're doing the non-sport specific stuff like gym work? Three, what do the values look like? What are the behaviours? What will everyone do on game day, on competition day, during events? How do you bring your values to life on the actual competition day? What does that look like for everyone who plays a role in the team? And finally, and very, very importantly, What does your culture look like? What are those values? What are those words? What are those themes look like during what I call self-management and social situations? I'm going to start with that one in a little more detail. One of the things that I hear, particularly from professional football teams, is that their value is based on, Honesty. Their culture is based on the value of honesty and that we're an honest group and we're honest with each other. And there is no doubt that particularly in professional sport and high-performance sport, the value of honesty plays an important role. So once again, I go through it when I'm working with teams. What does honesty look like? Sports-specific training. What does it look like during non-sport specific training in the gym? What does honesty look like on game day, competition day, event day? And what does honesty look like during social settings and in self-management situations? So for example, if I'm a player and I've made a commitment to be the best that I can be to help my team be successful and I have to manage my own nutrition, in that environment, Honesty is just as important. It is just as vital as it is when I'm in front of my teammates. It's just as important as it is in other situations. I'll quite often say to players, if you believe in honesty, if you're going to live honesty, what does that look like when you wake up at 6.30 in the morning and you're hungry? Does that look like you go to a fast food place and get some high fat, high sugar, high salt food? Or does it mean that you'll have some healthy, nutritious food at home, that you will prepare so that you've got the energy, you've got the fuel that you need to practice and perform to your potential. What is the honest behaviour that you need to live in that situation? I quite often say to senior players, professional football players, about their attitudes and behaviours around alcohol. So it's one thing to be honest in the gym when your teammates are there. It's another thing to be in honest when you're on game day. But what does honesty look like? At 11 p.m. in a local bar when you've had two or three drinks, when you know the honest thing to do, to be part of a culture that's going to be successful, the honest thing to do is to have enjoyed those one or two drinks, whatever the team protocols are, and go home to get some sleep, to rehydrate, to refuel, to recover and refresh so you can practice and play to your optimal performance level the next time around. The key to changing a culture is to changing the actual behaviours that players, coaches and staff live and exhibit every day and what they do. And of critical importance is the behaviours, it's what they do in those four situations, sports-specific training, non-sports-specific training, on game day, on competition day, and then in self-management and in social settings. What does it look like then? The final part of the puzzle is responsibility and accountability. Accountability. Responsibility is about you. Responsibility is about individuals. Responsibility is me. That if I believe in a value, if I take responsibility for living that value, regardless of whether I'm by myself or in the middle of my teammates and my staff, my responsibility is for my own behaviors my responsibility is for what i do for what i eat how i train responsibility is about me and what i do i accept responsibility to live those team values in everything i do i take the responsibility to live those behaviors to do those behaviors sports specific training non-sports specific training game event day And during self-management, self-behaviour settings, whether I'm by home, by myself or part of a team. That's critically important. The other side to it is accountability, is accountability. Accountability is about you. It's about my team. It's about others. I take responsibility for what I do, but I am accountable to my teammates, and my teammates are accountable to me, and my teammates are accountable to ensure that I'm living the values, I'm doing the things that will help our culture to become successful. So let's pull all that together. If you're a coach, if you're a leader, if you're a CEO, if you're a board member, and you've made a decision that things are going to get better that you're going to change, that you're going to create a sustainably successful culture. The first question you have to ask is, what is it that we need to do? Not what we need to say or think or promote or wear on our shorts or have on the walls. What is it that we need to do? How can we change behaviours? The first step is to bring people together and decide what it is those values are going to be that will underpin our success. Secondly, to clearly define what those behaviours are so that everybody understands exactly what honesty, integrity, sincerity, humility, courage, discipline, professionalism, so everybody understands what it is we're talking about when we use those values, those terms, those words and those phrases that we believe are critically important to change our culture. Thirdly, and most importantly, is understanding what are those values in real life? What do they look like? What are they in terms of behaviour? Culture is what you do. What does it look like to walk in a gym In an organisation that says we are built on the value of integrity, what does it look like to turn up and watch players playing on game day when they say that they believe in the value of trust? What does it look like? What are the behaviours that I can see? What is it that I can actually look at and maybe even measure when I see players doing sports-specific training? What are the actual behaviours? And finally, to make sure that everyone in the organization understands that relationship between responsibility and accountability. Responsibility is about me. What will I do? How will I live those values? What behaviors will I live day to day to bring those values to life? And how will I keep you accountable? How will you keep me accountable? How do we keep each other accountable for living those values? How do we keep each other accountable for living those behaviours that we know will help us be all that we can be? Culture is critically important. I hear a lot of people talk about culture. But for most people, it stops at words. Take the next step. Understand what culture really is. Examine closely the behaviours that your players, your coaches, your staff, your team, your management, look closely at what they're actually doing. Make a commitment to change the behaviours. And ensure that people understand that by living those behaviours, by changing what they do, everyone has a role to play in building a sustainably successful sporting culture. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more sports thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.